News Biscuit, real fake news. Welcome to News Biscuit, the UK's original fake news. News Biscuit, the real dividend behind Brexit. <laughs> I'm your host, Renfo, and my emptiness is filled with Ian Searle. Hello. Suburban Dad. Hi. Steve Blair. Hello. Is that a basement? <laughs> no, that's it's, you say basement, it's a sex dungeon. You just, you, you can't you can't see the full background. Believe it or not, this is my bedroom. This is where the- uh... Sex dungeon, you say bedroom, I, I, I say potato. <laughs> This this is where the magic happens, but uh, mostly sleeping magic. <laughs> and banging on again. But... What have I got myself into? Oh dear. This month, Newcastle United managed to find someone with a worse human rights record than Sports Direct, <laughs> while the UK was split between wanting shit in their water or water in their shit. <laughs> so that brings us to our first round, News in Brief, where our panellists select their favourite headlines because they are contractually obliged to. Ian Searle, what do you have for us? We won't get fuelled again, warns the Who's tour bus driver. <laughs> so I always imagined they'd have been into uh, electronic transport because they got their own generation, but, you know. Oh. Tesco's checkout free store thrills British Association of shoplifters. <laughs> Insulate protests yep. sticking together. I kind of hoping I could get the insulate people to come and protest in my loft if they all just kind of lay down. <laughs> Javid, unable to get an appointment with GP group to discuss GP appointments. Short, <laughs> short and to the point. And study finds that half the UK adults believe that the crumbs that fall into the toaster just disappear. Does everyone do the default? I think this is the default thing, but I don't know. You just take the toaster and you just shake it over the sink. Is that upside down? Is that the thing everyone does? No, no, I, no. I take it in the garden and shake it there. No, I take the little tray out and yes because then... the, the tray is pointless though isn't it the tray is designed to sort of flip the crumbs into your face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is it's like a little trap isn't it so you take your toaster into the garden yeah and, and shake just... it out for the birds not that the birds are going to eat the crumbs they're just watching you for entertainment yeah. yes well, <laughs> there he is again just shaking appliances <laughs> it'll, it'll be the hoover next i think we might have got some middle class down here we have a little man coming in from the village to so you've got a little man in your village who yeah, comes no, around. Yeah, I was thinking... We what what, what does he do, this little man, for you? Oh. And coming... We keep breaking up. He's breaking up. So all I'm getting from him each time is there's a little man in the village that comes around to service him. And I don't know any more than that. I don't think we want to know any more. I think that's the we need to leave it there. <laughs> yes, he wants you to empty his toaster. That may be a euphemism. Banging on again. What are your headlines? Proofreader at Argus stores admits a catalogue of errors. <laughs> I'm not panic buying. I'm filling up while I can, says panic buyer. <laughs> in terms of panic buying, what's uh what do we go for first do we have to go for wine and then loo rolls i think the two two key ones in this house that covers everything that you guys do yeah that's <laughs> an out solution really cholesterol test revealed that my blood was 50 percent halloumi 50 percent gins <laughs> sewage workers call for better treatment <laughs> covid oh yeah whatever happened to that asks mainstream media Africa disguises itself as South America to avoid Matt Hancock. So apparently this is the, the prospect of having named former minister as a UN envoy has caused a continental drift of 8,000 miles and has left a rather large gap below Spain. So I think if we're all honest, we'd probably go about that far to avoid Matt Hancock. I like, I like the idea that continents are now ruling out... <laughs> 
having Matt Hancock help them. <laughs> you, how incompetent do you have to be where an entire continent just says, well, no, thank you. <laughs> Dee, what have you got? One of my favourites from the last month is from one of my favourite writers on News Biscuit is uh, Dominic McGee, and he's got anti-vaxxer motorists won't allow his children booster seats. <laughs> <laughs> police offer advice to women on what to do while being murdered by police. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think that the general theme is just don't just don't get murdered is basically yeah. advice. Yes, I like the I like the kind of gaslighting yeah. that the police did afterwards. Yeah, it's all the thought of the murder victims. If they can go around <laughs> getting murdered so often, goodness me, the paperwork they create for us is outrageous. <laughs> and isn't it odd that it always seems to be the Met Police? There are criminals in London right now thinking, oh, the Met Police, they just give us a bad name. Uh, <laughs> You're all just thrilled that Elton John has his first number one in 16 years. Something <laughs> <laughs> to do with the yellow brick road, like a... <laughs> Cheggers plays pop that should be used in Squid Game 2 <laughs> of children's game shows that scared me a little bit when I was a kid there was one with Mike Reed the guy from run the around. Run yeah around. run around quite sinister isn't he and he's just kids he's just going run around and you just expect him to at the end of it go you slags it was that kind of sentiment and I was like whoa yeah, in, like, in my nightmares the only thing that gave me hope was that I thought I could outrun him because he was such a heavy smoker <laughs> <laughs> suburban dad. I can't keep you calling you suburban dad. That's quite long. Can I just call you dad? Is that just <laughs> is, well, is that well, just creepy? Are you, are you trying to tell me something? Oh, this is a great news biscuit reveal. He was my father all along. Okay, dad. What have you got for us, Dad? Local man feels brief interest in girlfriend's relationship discussion. Did <laughs> I crack up? It's the little man's come to visit him and <laughs> sort out his toaster again. He gets very emotional and it and the line packs in and out at that point. <laughs> Dad, are you there? When was the last time you saw your father? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the danger of getting toast crumbs in your microphone. <laughs> if he is your dad, I want to know if someone's been laying it on the line. <laughs> and my favourite for the month, I think, was one of yours, Ian. Christmas warning. Slinky costs set to spiral. I, I was taken to issue with that one. I don't know if you saw. Apparently, it's not a spiral, it's a helix. Oh, no. I know. The whole gag oh. just fell to pieces <laughs> at that point. Oh, I hate mathematicians. They are <laughs> rubbish. They have no sense of humor, but a great sense of accuracy. Hello. Are we back with Dad? Yeah, sorry about that. I, I've just got to restart the router. Yeah, whatever. There was a little man knocking at your door and you had to go off and empty a toaster we all know yeah, what it yeah. was absolutely yeah um, restart the router now being a euphemism for all sorts of stuff you can't do <laughs> um, so swede claims to have blood type abba think about it abba ABBA. Uh, excellent yeah works better on the page that one hey! we'll edit in spontaneous laughter <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the best jokes are the ones um, you have to explain finally, them afterwards. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all of mine. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's a Venn diagram as to why I'm very funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I still have faith in you. <laughs> but when I said I still have faith in you, that's a NABBA song and I wasn't being rude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Realised how that sounded. No, you see, Steve, what I'm going to do is I'll edit out your explanation and I'm going to leave in the slightly rude um, caustic wit. And that's what we keep. That's what we keep. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Just edit out the wit and leave the internet connection breakups and everything else. At the end of each episode, I do a little kind of bloopers outtakes bit. And I swear to God, that's the best bit. That's the bit everyone likes. I don't live in the bloody sticks like you lot. I live in bloody London. Yes! Ah, 
what's the point of sucking in all the resources to the rest of the country, having a police force that just goes berserk if you can't get a decent <laughs> internet connection? Anyway. Yes, <laughs> I mean, Steve, you're phoning this in from some, the bottom of some obscure Scottish lock, aren't you? Yes, Whereas... children can pedal really quickly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, Dad, you're, you're in London. Surely that is where the internet and, uh, breathes. Because you yeah. guys are all on Grinder all day long and you're soaking up the bandwidth. <laughs> That's why that is. We'll you liberal, you liberal elites and your internet. Internet, dodgy internet history. That's what this is. This month, banging on again, is going to be sharing one of her favourite stories from the News Biscuit archive. Banging on again is also our captions editor. What makes a good image for the captions editor? Is it just gormless people pointing at things <laughs> in the style of Keir Starmer? Or do you look for something else? I think what I've realised is the more boring the image is, the better. I mean, as I say it, I'm starting to question my methods that maybe dull and boring isn't the best best route to go down. But uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm going for so far anyway. Well, ironically, that's the Keir Starmer method anyway for trying to get elected <laughs> is the dull and boring, isn't it? Exactly. Um, I'm going to be dull and boring. I'm going to point at some things and hope nobody notices. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good luck with that one. So your favourite story then, banging on? Daily Mail marks April Fool's Day with true stories. <laughs> the Daily Mail announced today that it has chosen to mark April Fool's Day this year by printing only stories that are true and not misleading in any way. <laughs> For one day only, cancer remedies supported by medical evidence. Moreover, <laughs> it will stress that while lifestyle changes and superfoods can certainly affect your risk level, they are not in any sense a miracle cure. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Banging on again. Our next round is True Biscuit, where our panel has to guess which is the real headline and which is the fake one. I became obsessed with this. Once I started finding weird, weird and unbelievable stories on the internet, I just got sucked into an absolute vortex. New Zealand's city official wizard was taken off its payroll because magic is dead. <laughs> there was an official wizard? Yep. Just just the one? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yes. I, you, I guess you only need one. If it's a good wizard, if you've got a, like a Dumbledore, I, although saying that, I mean, if it's kind of a, on the Paul Daniels level of wizardry, that you might want a few backups. In, in a um, New Zealand city, not just some backwater. They've got a city called New Zealand City, did you say? No, in a New Zealand city. Oh, rather I was going to say, they're very unimaginative New in New Zealand. Zealand. They've called their city New Zealand. And, yeah, and the wizard's called Gandalf. Yeah, and it, I did, sorry, and it's the magic that they provided, he provided to give them the illusion they were still in the 1970s, despite <laughs> it being 2022. Sorry, anyone listening in New Zealand, sorry. That was a, a cheap shot, an absolute cheap shot. But there was a period when they were happy with the magic he was providing, and then they suddenly reached an epiphany where they decided that magic was dead. What what year did the magic die for them? <laughs> There's no exact date, but... Um, oh, sorry. Welcome. What was that? Was that the magic coming through? <laughs> that was, I just... What did I you thought, press? I, what I didn't tell you was that I was the wizard. <laughs> it was announced that he would stop paying its official wizard $16,000 a year in December. Right. <laughs> it, this is complete fabrication for two reasons. One, <laughs> if you were a wizard, you'd magic a better paying packet than that. And two, they wouldn't be able to sack him because he would just put a spell on them. Ian's absolutely right. I mean, if I've been taught anything, but it's all the fairy stories, is you don't shortchange a wizard or a witch because Ooh. they come back and steal your firstborn child and give everyone goat's legs. Yeah, I don't know. In, uh, over here in the suburbs, we had a guy who was known as Sutton's Wizard. He just walks up and down the high street with a dog, a cape and a massive stick. 
Is he do, is he doing it for free? I mean, what's the alternative? Like twenty four thousand dollars for a culture facilitator role of a local yeah. council? Yeah, just get somebody out there with a dog and a stick. I think it's true. That's a shepherd, yeah, though, technically. Isn't it? A man with a dog and a stick. That's well, not a wizard. That's a shepherd. Well, all right, <laughs> and, the cake, and the cake and the magical powers, of course. Don't forget the magical. I can absolutely believe this is true because I think the culture in New Zealand is much more optimistic than the culture in the UK. I think over here we wouldn't have time for any wizards. No magic, it's too bleak. No, we've got druids down here. Put CCP on it if your druids will clear up. If you've got druids down below, you just need to see a doctor about that one here. Sorry, thank you again. You associate wizards though with a sense of optimism. Now I associate it with kind of the bleak middle ages and scariness, but you see it as kind of an upbeat, new labor. You look at the current cabinet and tell me there's no such thing as black magic. Oh, so they got rid of the wizard. And did he just go calmly? Or... It just disappeared in a puff of smoke, obviously. <laughs> did, he, did he did he did yeah, he did he have to reskill and move into another sector? I mean, where'd you go with wizardry powers? Um a Brexit <laughs> yeah, negotiator. Time, but thou shalt not pass. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. This is an episode of Mr. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's true. I think it's just the kind of thing a, a city trying to put itself on the map would do. Just employ someone to walk around the town centre <laughs> looking slightly weird because they haven't got any winners of their own. <laughs> Couldn't you just get Rick Wakeman in, though? <laughs> He's much cheaper and he does songs. Yeah, I think true. I'm going to be optimistic and say, yeah. Because yeah, for you, optimism is wizards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as good as it gets. Before I tell you the answer, what I find the most fascinating with this <laughs> is that you didn't just consider whether the story was true or untrue, you decided whether the magic was true or untrue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think News Biscuit has put it to rest, finally. Yeah. Do we agree that... I think we agreed that magic was true, actually. That's what we agreed, <laughs> we isn't it? So. Shit, we are rubbish. As a, as a news well, website, we are properly rubbish. Yeah, believe it us. We believe the wizard appears behind him, I'm going to say absolutely true. And he's here tonight. <laughs> uh, well, the story was, in fact, true. Ian Brackenberry, in Brackenberry Chanel, a.k.a. the wizard. Has Hold on, is that his name? Ian, he hasn't got, like, some cool wizardy name. He's just called yep. Ian. Hey, I think it's a cool wizardy name. <laughs> or, or at least Ian the Splendid. Just just Ian. Um, Black and, Blackenberry's a good wizard name, surely. By itself, maybe. Blackenberry the Wizard. Yeah. Ian the Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> to provide acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services. <laughs> Oh, I love how vague <laughs> that is. There is zero yeah. commitment in that, is there? Yeah, it's oh, wizard-like wizard services is frighteningly big. <laughs> yes, that's the sort of thing that suburban dad would order in his village. To, yeah. I would like right. wizard-like services from my, my well, short toast man. That's going to say, well, there's going to be an earthquake around here. We've got a proper wizard in to stop it. Not, <laughs> not some <laughs> Right then, suburban dad, top that. But mum's outrage over incomplete McDonald's order three times in a row. She was missing chips and a drink the first time. Second time was an apple pie. Yeah, yeah. Missing pancakes on the next one. And the third one was chips again. If this, the last few years has taught me anything, the British public will put up with a lot of things. We'll put up with global pandemics. We'll put up with Brexit. But... Yeah, where's the apple pie? As a journalist, I mean, how jaundiced do you have to be where you allow all these insanely terrible things to be happening in the world, but your tipping point is a missing apple pie, and that's when you rush in. The problem is, you see, not enough wizards. I and mean, if you had some wizards, you just go, cha-cha! Like... Uh, that's also, I love 
how specific it is like does it matter what was missed like, is that I don't think the point of the story is which items were missing well this goes to the integrity of the journalists they know their readers <laughs> want that level of detail <laughs> not only are they going to be angry our, our readers about this but they're going to want to know specific or were these items being eaten by the delivery guy on his way around I mean it's a sign of a broken Britain, is what you're saying there, yeah. Ian, isn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I've got your new order. <laughs> <laughs> he kept have to, having to inflate his tyres. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's late and I'll blow out in both senses. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously these people were angry, but nevertheless resilient enough to keep ordering again and again. Yeah. Was it in yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it, in, was it in quite quick succession? They didn't actually mention the time frame. That's quite interesting because over 10 years, not a story. I like the idea that it's over 10 years, but this person just holds a grudge <laughs> and has a spreadsheet at home. <laughs> yeah. Just keeping an eye on things. And then for them, you know, it was the third time. Right, that's it. I'm phoning the police. Did, yeah, did they get the police involved? Yeah, and um, the problem is, though, if you called the Met, as we all just now realise, they yeah, catch yeah. up from their lips. <laughs> Covered in red sauce. That is red sauce, isn't it? Wow, yeah. with the Met, you just don't know. Pettiness is very British. So, yeah, I can completely believe it. Why would anyone put that in a newspaper? Well, obviously you put chips in newspaper, but <laughs> why would you put the story in a newspaper? <laughs> Her husband's the journalist. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just been complaining. <laughs> right, you want the story? <laughs> I'm putting it on the front page. Don't make me do it. I'm doing it now. The one thing that makes me think this story is true is the use of the word outrage in the headline. <laughs> Boy, do the British public love to be outraged, <laughs> don't we? Yes, and although we use the word outrage, but it's never is genuine outrage. It's not like kind of Brian Blessed kind of rah. It, it, it's really sort of pernickety moaning. But we call it outrage to make ourselves seem more impressive than we are. Whining, we whine I'm a lot. Well, are you going to kick off? No, I'm going to write a letter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Invariably, these stories, when they do appear in the newspaper, it's just got a picture of very glum people staring <laughs> vacantly into the pointing. camera. Yeah, pointing yeah. at the food, pointing at the empty food thing, isn't yeah. it? They always yeah. like, and yeah, it's some child that looks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, sort of slack jawed as well, and, and one eye doesn't point in the right direction, sort of. And you could clearly see that the photographers kind of said, you know, can you just make yourself look like you're near death? Um, <laughs> it is, of course, true. The woman said, uh, when you listen to it, it's so silly, it's McDonald's order, but it's clearly a bigger issue. I like the idea that it's no, it's linked to some bigger conspiracy. Yeah. That all the QAnon mm. people are going, ah. Now this proves that JFK was Elvis. <laughs> All along, the missing chips on the grassy knoll. <laughs> All the um, Uber, Uber Eats and um, delivery drivers are taking a tithe and then funneling it back to, to where? To a vaccine laboratory. I mean, that, that would... <laughs> uh, banging on again. Man hires stuffed owl as his defence attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Is this because they couldn't get any wizards? Was this a toy? I mean, no, this makes a huge difference, honestly, in the defence. <laughs> but was this a toy? Oh, yeah, or was it a taxidermy owl? Because they are very different as lawyers, I have to say. One is a respectable, <laughs> and the <laughs> other's just cute and cuddly. Sense. And were they wearing glasses? Yes, <laughs> like, like Professor Yaffle from Bag. <laughs> no, you know what? I read it as a toy owl, but now you say it. Maybe it was a taxidermy owl, and, and that obviously makes perfect sense. Yeah, I rest my case. 
Yeah, indeed. But yes, apparently his name is Solomon and he the has owl. He's, the owl is called Solomon and he's uh, he's got degrees from Yale, Harvard and Stanford. So it's an owl, must have been a night course. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't laugh, I'll only encourage you. But I would worry that he wouldn't give two hoots. This is how my imagination goes. The, the judge just turns to the defendant and goes, <laughs> you know, where's your lawyer? And then he reaches <laughs> below the desk and then ever so slowly raises the owl up bit by bit so the owl yeah. head's just going to poke so not in one big go just ever so slowly <laughs> and then here he is what was uh, the crime though was the crime catching and eating mice i mean what's the context of the crime <laughs> no he uh this man violated a protection order so by killing an owl and stuffing it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah i really want to know if he did his voice in the courtroom i'm hoping i have this vision of this guy with the little owl Hello, I'm his defence attorney. For our listeners at home, that is a very accurate portrayal of an owl's voice. <laughs> that that <laughs> yeah. on again is done. <laughs> so one question is, did he win his case? I don't think it, it got that far. It was mainly focused on the on the owl side of things. Um, <laughs> that's a bird-brained idea. It could be worse, though, because, I mean, this guy obviously brought the owl along. It could be much worse, I guess, if he just turned up. <laughs> then the owl, he wasn't aware the owl was going to be his defence attorney, and it's just there. Oh, no, I'm screwed. <laughs> you think it's a judgment of police? There's not enough legal aid these days. We're just using stuffed owls. Yeah, you could be much worse. The other guy got a ferret. Oh, no, he should have got eagle aid. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely true. I'd do it. You know, before 2020, this would have been obviously false. <laughs> In the last couple of years... <laughs> really had to take a second look at headlines. Ah, but you're not sure, are you, Steve? I'm you not sure. About, yeah. You were saying false because you don't want to look stupid in front of your friends. <laughs> I'm going true, just on the off chance this one may be true as well. Excellent. News Biscuit has broken you, Ian. Yes. It has. <laughs> you now believe owls are perfectly good defence <laughs> attorneys. <laughs> good. Excellent. Yep, so this one is true. It was uh, the man in uh, Colorado, and it was back in 2015, so pre-2020. So there you wow. go. Absolutely shocking. Yeah, that's knocked me off my perch. As <laughs> <laughs> oh. I said, did he have to wear a head wig? Oh. Oh. Ian, what's your story? Dogs taught to fly plane for British television show. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, and so, oh, I don't know how to begin with this one. So dogs, we're, we're all quite happy with the idea that dogs aren't flying planes, right? We're, we're, all, we're all okay with that. Well. <laughs> Until television shows need, television shows need them to fly planes? Surely the pressure should be coming from airlines rather than TV shows. <laughs> or is this going to be a TV show called... Called Dogs Might Fly. People die in airplanes. <laughs> for a pig. In that, why dogs? What, what, they need to go... Yeah, that yeah you make... start... Pigs is the first one you start with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, dogs might fly? Surely you'd have a better chance of getting a dog to fly just putting it in a giant catapult and then hurling it <laughs> rather than putting it in a in, in really sort of difficult technical kind of machinery. I mean, I, I don't know a dog that can operate a TV remote. How are they operating an airplane? They put them in a flight simulator. Oh, well, that's fine. Yes, uh, they, uh, they didn't just put them naturally. in the plane. They put them in the flight simulator yeah, first. They would be cruel, wouldn't it? I would they flew in a figure of eight. So you're saying they were successful... But up to a point. The problem was they went round in circles. What, because someone threw a ball and they just chased it? No, or it no, was their no. tail that they were doing? Peyton, they stupid to ask them to land and take off. So but someone figure eight was fine. What? Yeah, figure eight. Well, they were, they were 
there were the, the two lights. There was a blue light on the left and a red light on the right. And thinking about it, those are the wrong way around. And the dogs weren't asked to look out of the window and, and anything like that. They were purely reacting to the lights flashing on and off so they could fly in a figure of eight. And they were trusting a dog not to be distracted by what was going on in the yeah. windows. I mean, birds yeah. flying fast yeah. for a start. Yeah. Every dog I know would have been like, what? I'm going. They're trying to engage in combat. Or was, was it not a dog fight? They'd be really good at flying up close behind another plane, wouldn't they? Just sniffing its behind. <laughs> yeah. uh, was it a particular type of dog? I'm not, why am I asking no. this stupid question? No, no. All dogs they... can't fly. But and they, I, they I'll ask you anyway. If, was there a dog that was better than others at flying? Alsatians. I think three dogs successfully flew, but they originally selected 12 dogs from dogs' homes, which that frightens me because you think of all the dogs, I wouldn't want one that was abandoned because they've got a score to settle. <laughs> Can I just ask what instructors? Were they kind of going, come by, come by? <laughs> what were they hoping then would come of this? Were they then assuming, oh, well... That's that sorted. Now, now Mars. It was to show the deep connection between humans and, and dogs and, to, and their, you know, their love of flying. Flying. <laughs> yeah, but they should have done something useful. I mean, HGV drivers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I can imagine, though, in this scenario with this plane and it flying through a storm and the pilots take an ill and the cabin crew run into the back and they go, look, is anyone a pilot? They go, no. Is anyone a dog? <laughs> <laughs> How did they overcome the, the clear barrier of them having paws instead of hands? Big buttons? <laughs> um, no, but they wore special harnesses to keep them upright. Oh, well, that's now plausible. Yeah, yeah. special harness. That's the only thing between me and being a qualified pilot is a special yeah. harness. They couldn't put me in a plane and I could fly it with red light, blue light and death by squid game or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I would crash. How does a dog do I draw. It was only a figure of eight. Oh, don't you we... say only a figure eight. I can't do a figure eight. Before you make your decision, I've three words to say to you all. Dastardly and mutley. Uh, <laughs> based on the fact that it might have been an Airedale Terrier. <laughs> no, I can't actually. I can't. I just, all I can get is the idea that it would start licking its balls and we'd all die. Um, <laughs> That's how I hope to go out. <laughs> <laughs> right. The dog was licking its own balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon if I were a poor 20 something doing a, doing a PhD in a subject I didn't particularly like, I would try and get money to get dogs to, uh, to give it a go. So I, I am designing going to say true. I'm going to go false. It was when you said harness, I thought RSPCA would be all over that like a rat. No, I don't think that's true. Yeah, we all draw the line at a harness. <laughs> right. Okay. I can't believe harness is the flaw in that story. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. 2016. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Yeah. You're a barefaced liar and no, stop it. it. It was in the Sydney Herald. Oh, right. I'm going to get my cat to drive a submarine next. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the hell? Well, this is all wrong. Finally, this brings us to the equivalent of a GCSE multi-choice exam, the Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> the Magic 8-Ball! Each of our guests is going to give us their predictions for next month's news. Let's see if they can guess what COVID Plan B really is. I've gone for South African Airline teams up with Archbishop for a new Polynesian route. It takes Tutu to Tonga. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen's message this year is to be presented through the medium of street dance. 
<laughs> See, I'm more worried that the Queen's message is going to be for Ouija board this year. <laughs> okay, so I think that Matt Hancock is going to be appointed Tombola Master of COVID results. Um, so <laughs> basically, Matt Hancock has given the contract to his hamster's friend's dog's dentist or something. So uh, what could go wrong? I've got a creepy image now of Matt Hancock just sort of <laughs> pushing his hand in and out of a Tombola just very slowly. A kind of grainy kind of footage taken by a security camera. Finger, two fat ladies. Positive. Yes. <laughs> two fat ladies for an underlying yeah. health condition. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Boris is going to have a go with somebody at the COP26 and it'll be Boris Cops off. Not, that's not very funny, is it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this episode. And I can reveal this month's winner is anyone stockpiling fuel and pasta. Hooray. I'd like to thank our panel, Steve Blair. Goodbye. Banging on again. Bye. Suburban Dad. Bye. And finally, Ian Searle. Goodbye. And I leave you with these headlines. Sewage on beaches to be used as migrant repellent. <laughs> German election decided on penalties. Oh. <laughs> and finally, typesetter claims to be font of all knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to News Biscuit. Free to read and free to write for. We accept submissions from any budding satirist, young or old. Visit newsbiscuit.com to submit headlines, stories, and to support new writers. Newsbiscuit. Real fake news. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I hadn't listened to a bloody podcast before agreeing to do it, so... I'm Had you not? Like, no. <laughs> Excellent. It'll be much funnier if you just have to wing the whole thing. Yeah. Just make it up <laughs> all of the Yes, um, I confess just before you came on, I have not got around to listening to one, so I'm completely blind here. It's that level of professionalism that makes yeah. Newsbiscuit yeah. the, the envy of the rest of the nation. <laughs> 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 <laughs>